the more our culture was rejected, it's like you said, unprofessional, et cetera, et cetera, until somebody who is white mm-hmm. decides we're going to take that. We are going to make it seem like we were the first ones ever to. We're going to Christopher Columbus that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And we are going to jump in with, I I feel like we kind of have a theme going this month um, with kind of Uh, appropriation and stereotypes and I I feel like they all kind of go hand in hand but today we're going to talk about appropriation and and why you know why it upsets us why it's wrong um kind of a little bit of appropriation over appreciation and then we're even going to touch on um you know some celebs yeah yeah I think this is a topic that a lot of people have requested inadvertently like via Q and A's or frequently asked questions. I see it just pop up a lot with really understanding what cultural appropriation is, mm-hmm. understanding, like you said, the difference between appreciating the culture versus appropriating the culture. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that really get very up in arms and very offended or in their feelings Um about being called out with, you know, saying there are certain things that are inappropriate and and they feel like that should just not be the rules. And, and that, you know, um, needs to be discussed as well. But yeah, this is definitely a conversation that, um, that needs to happen. It needs to be ongoing. Um, I know appropriation bothers me to no end. Like it really, (laughs) really right. gets under my skin or the phrase that I hate, but a lot of people say is like, it grinds my gears. Like I just, ugh, <laughs> right. I, hate, I hate that phrase. It just feels weird. It's like, I you know people hate the word moist. I don't know why I don't hate the word moist. I think I don't mind fine. it, but I, ge- I guess I, I could understand why it would be annoying to some. Um, it doesn't no. like do the whole get under my skin thing though. It, I don't even understand it being annoying. I really don't. Like I, I want my cake to be moist. Gosh, darn it. I don't want it to right. be dry. All but, the people listening right now just cringing you know, every right? time we say moist. <laughs> but grinds my gears. That's what makes me cringe. Right, right. <laughs> Literally, I'm cringing. Okay, sorry. I think, I think a good place to start, though, would be kind of why. Like, I think a lot of people think that we just 
first of all, I don't, I don't like the term gatekeeping because I, I feel like it's just another term people made up to kind of gaslight us in our feelings. I think um, when we, I'm sorry to interject, but I think when we say terms like that, they need to be, um, sorry, I was just scratching. <laughs> the mic was like on. So I apologize if you heard that. <laughs> that was me scratching my arm. Um, okay. But I think when we say things like gatekeeping or gaslighting or bypassing or all those like, you know, anti-racist social justice terms that are now like hot I feel Mm -hmm. like we should do our listeners a due diligence to define them at least the first time we say them because the first time we say them in a given episode because it could be somebody's first time listening so just because we you know defined it five episodes ago not everyone's going to be able to go back and listen to that but I hate when people I hate when podcasters that go back and listen because we mentioned it this one detail no just say it again um because like not everyone has time for that so I think we should you know, um, I think we should just quickly define a term like that. Um, or, and even, you know, we're, we're talking about cultural appropriation. Like we should quickly define those things just so our listeners are like, okay, we got you. We're here. But they don't have to feel like they have to pull out dictionary.com because I know that all those terms can be like super like overwhelming for people um, right. to keep up with. And a lot of them are similar. So gatekeeping, gaslighting, well, the G. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about gatekeeping then, I guess. Um, and, and then I'll, in the meantime, I'll pull up cultural appropriation, the, the actual definition, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about our mission, but, you know, a, a little less formal. Um, right. Gatekeeping, I would say in, in a not so formal, um, a not so formal definition because we want to break it down in the way that people are hearing it so gatekeeping when people say gatekeeping they're normally saying like oh you can't gatekeep a hairstyle right or you can't gatekeep a language or you can't gatekeep um, a style and they're talking about um, in this case it would be black people um, kind of I don't I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a good term for it, kind of keep, wanting to keep that to ourselves, right? right. Like we don't want other people to, to wear these clothes. We don't want other people to, um, you know, speak in AAV. We don't want other people to, you know, wear these mm-hmm. hairstyles. That's kind of what they mean by gatekeeping right. when you hear it. Um, right. Cultural appropriation in the um, formal definition is... Um, inappropriate or unacknowledged adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity. I feel like that was pretty self-explanatory. I don't, I don't feel like I have to break that one down. So I've seen, I've seen definitions add to that for like a profit or for the gain of said Mm -hmm. person and group that the original cultural thing doesn't belong to I don't think that has to be a I don't think that has to be a determining factor to make it appropriation appropriation. personally but I've seen that being added on there I just wanted to for some reason just add that that you may have seen that be like a determining factor but I don't necessarily agree with that Right. And I think, and then gaslighting before I kind of like tie this all in to kind of go into why this cultural appropriation is, is a problem for us. Um, it's just kind of like when we bring up a problem, again, I'm going to keep it really not non-formal. When we bring up a problem or we discuss our grievances or we discuss our pain or trauma or anything and, and people find a way to diminish it or find a way to um, belittle it or, or just find a way to, um, 
kind of make it not a problem, right? Like they, they find a rebuttal for something that there's no rebuttal for um, is, is kind of gaslighting. So they, and it, it's manipulative. They kind of manipulate you into feeling like that you are the problem, right? Like, you, like, like this is just something you're just complaining about, like whining about just to whine about, like there's no real underlying issue behind this. Yeah. And so kind of like where I'm going with all of this is, the, the, the reason why this is such a problem for us isn't because we don't want to see people wear braids or wear certain kind of clothes. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's, there's certain sacred things that I feel like people shouldn't interject in, but us as black people are still being stereotyped. We're still being, um, we're still being, um, punished we're still being judged for wearing all of those hairstyles the the corn rolls that that um people can put in their hair uh, white people can put in their hair and get on the cover of vogue and be called chic and trendy we're called ghetto we're called unprofessional that's not a a proper work style um the the clothes that we were that we wore that you know kind of like the hip-hop culture that was all you know that was thug like that was hood until white people started wearing it like air forces and stuff now air forces is this popular trend which side note my husband hates the whole dirty air force trend it like drives him crazy because he was like they don't know what we had to go through to keep our shoes clean so i honestly <laughs> didn't know that dirty air forces is a trend and that's it, terrible oh my god why yes. why, are, why are you making our air forces dirty I, i'm sorry uh, i think nelly would be i don't know. right so I thank you nelly the franchise sorry as actually one of my favorite songs right but never like, own an air a pair of air forces but uh, i know every word to that i had song. one pair <laughs> I had one pair but yeah he was like y'all don't know what we went through to keep them clean and i was like yeah that was a whole like that was a thing i'm sorry i have to ask are black folks doing this or white no, folks doing this girl Okay, I'm girl. about to say no cuz then <laughs> does it even really matter? I'm, am I surprised but at gr- but, that white but, folks are taking something that we and then they got that no. They, that's, they not, changed, that's not that's not a real thing. They changed it around, right? No, I can't. So no. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's why it 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 matters to us. That's why it infuriates us. That's because I mean and then you know when you when you talk about features that people are paying for, we'll go further into that in a little bit, but even that like black women were exploited for those same features. I mean, we can take it all the way back to slavery, right? Like it, it, it all matters. And now white women are profiting off of having those features. Now full lips are a thing. We were made fun of for our full lips and mm-hmm. our full hips and our big butt. Big butts were ghetto and hood and they were like video vixen, but now they're like they're sexy and they're it, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's BS. It is I can let me let me step off my soapbox for a second. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's it's important to understand that it would it would have been one thing if the last four hundred years didn't happen the way they happened, mm-hmm. and we just happened to all be roaming around in this country, the United States, just growing up together in this right. beautiful bliss. Excuse me, sharing each other's cultures. And so therefore, you know, we're all wearing braids and we're all, you know, embracing our thick curves or we're all rocking the Air Forces together and and there's no one is receiving any sort of um, 
negativity due to one's cultural expression, right? But our cultural expression has been the, really the, the, I would say the brunt of really, it's, it's like when we talk about anti-blackness, right. And you, and you ask yourself, and I, I would, I would challenge anyone who is listening to this, that is not a black person, even if you are a bi POC, but you are not black to really ask yourself if you understand what blackness is. And of course there, that is a very nuanced term. There is no one definition to be black. We've talked about that in previous episodes. And I know I just said, I don't like when people say, go listen to, I mean, go listen to our previous episodes for an but they're like topic. Ju- I was going to say I'm, just like a little bit previous. It, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about like, there's a definition we mentioned in episode 20 and run episode 75. Go back right. and listen to episode 20 for the one definition of a cultural appropriation. No, just say it again. But I'm talking about for an overall topic. Yes, go back and listen to the episodes previously where we discussed that there is no one right or wrong way to be Black, Black American, African American, etc. right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about the way our, our society has defined Blackness for us in the way in which is the most like hated it's the it's the it's the the blackness that is like the oh like we don't want that like that's that's the cross that out the anti-blackness that our that our society really kind of I would say harps on the most is our cultural expressions such as that are visible the most visible and the most audible right strongly through yeah through culture expression right so i'm saying like when you the mo and the 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 cultural expression that is the most visible that is that is the most looked down upon has always been our features that we cannot change Mm -hmm. we cannot change that people that are descendants of africa and africans themselves have larger fuller features all around mm-hmm. just like you cannot change someone that is of asian descent and their features you cannot change someone that is you know caucasian and has blue eyes like these are things that cannot be changed yet pretty much every other feature from any other cultural group on the face of this earth has has been deemed as beautiful in some way even cultures that are non-white but are not black there's still like a level of of beauty that has been praised in exotic right exactly yeah Yeah. but as soon as you hit black features african features the deepest of skin the darkest of skin the fullest of lips the fullest of hips the 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 broadest of nose that is ugly that is that is nasty, really. I mean, I've I've seen I've, I've seen those yeah. terms be used to describe us, right? Um, things that we cannot change. So I'm talking about physical. That that is, but that's that's something that because it's a part of us, we've, of course, as we always do, we we find a way to make that a part of our culture, right? Mm-hmm. And we 
We own we it. Love that. We own that. We use that. So that's part of that. And how how do we then own that and use that? We add to our culture with our dress, with our style. With we we embrace our hair, so we braid it in our beautiful braided styles or any other styles, afros, natural curls, anything thick, full, etc. And um, and we do that, and we own that, and we love that. And the more that we do that, the more we own that, the more we love that, the more our culture was rejected. It's like you said, unprofessional, et cetera, et cetera, until somebody who is white mm-hmm. decides we're going to take that. We are going to make it seem like we were the first ones ever to. We're going to Christopher Columbus that shit. Exactly. <laughs> And now all of a sudden it's trendy, it's beautiful, it's hot, it's this, that, and the other. But see, all of our, all of our cultural expression having happened through the, 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 the racism and the brutal treatment that we've experienced throughout these 400 years is so is resistance. Mm-hmm. And so that's that resistance and that, that kind of like that only thing that we have to grab hold of in our own joy, because we had, we had to out of survival. That's why we have this kind of like this, don't touch my hair ownership over our culture Absolutely. where we don't want to share that. We would have been happy to share it if all the racism and the enslavement and the brutality hadn't ever existed. I feel like this would be a completely different conversation or we wouldn't even yeah. have to have this conversation. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So that that's why we have this kind of like, don't touch it. It's mine. I own it back off. It's not yours feeling about it. And rightfully so. I actually mm-hmm. disagree with you. I really don't like when white people wear braids. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for dreads. I'm not here for braids. Oh my God. I'm not here for it. Now the dreads and the locks. It's just, the, I think you know, it's unacceptable. I yeah, I, I agree. And I think with the dreads and locks specifically having a mother from the Caribbean and knowing like there is like the Rasta culture, that's like a whole culture. That's not just hair. Like it goes so much deeper. And, um, I actually have an uncle with, with dreads down to his ankles, um, that yeah, beautiful dreads down to his ankles. And it is a culture. Like it is not, you know, it's not just a, a hairstyle, you that know, is and dedication. It, okay. That, it, that down is your ankles. That is. And that, he, that listen, is on some Samson. Right. And he <laughs> had them very, they're very taken care of. And yes, I'm here he for is, it. Um, yes. And, and I think it's beautiful, but then you have, you know, white people will rebuttal with the, well, Vikings had locks. They did not have locks. The, oh. We're not going to, we're not going to go. We're not, I listen, I'm not, I'm not about to teach the history of all of that, but that, that, you know how you said the grind your gears earlier, that is a grind my gears moment. The mm. well, Vikings wore locks. Those that, were not hawks. No. Your hair was matted, but <laughs> Mm, mm. I'm not gonna go into that. But what we do need to go into, let's talk about cultural appropriation for profit because we came across a like this this post is amazing. Um, and we are gonna link the post and you know, credit the creator, darkest hue. Um, darkest dot hue is the um creator, and this post is amazing. Talks about Kim Kardashian. First of all, I am not a fan of the Kardashians, so if you are 
well I would say sorry but I, I'm not um I'm not a fan to of the Kardashians to each his own I feel like they have made their entire career on the backs of black culture for sure um, and black men and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think it has to do with um you know people don't like Kim because of the whole sex tape thing I don't care I'm all about get it how you live honey you know get it however you live so that's not it for me so for me it's the appropriation without mm-hmm. the accreditation mm-hmm. um and so this post talks about um she mentions kim ariana and miley specifically ariana and grande and miley cyrus ariana grande yes and miley cyrus and it says and we go back um to white question mark and it talks about kim's butt getting getting smaller because we know that was like a thing for a while. Kim's Kim Kardashian's butt was like the talk of whatever. Um, and then Ariana Grande, you know, for a while she was very looking very racially ambiguous. Uh, but Homegirl is white. We've seen pictures of her before looking very white. So um, I'm not sure how. I mean, she, she she's a, she's Latina though, right? No, I don't think Ariana so. Grande or is she Italian or something. Let me see. Let me, let me whoa let's not I, let's not mess let's that, that up, up. look that up but i'm pretty sure she's not i mean while you look while you're looking that up i'm gonna read just a little snippet of this um it says are your problematic faves ditching black aesthetics in pursuit of more um um quotation mature and respected public personas uh, the following white celebrities are wiping off their tans, taking out their butt fillers, and publicly now dating white men. They are growing out their pixie cuts, decrying black genres of music, and sporting their natural fair skin on their wedding days. Um, this one was interesting, especially for Miley Cyrus, because I don't know if you guys remember that whole hip hop era she had um, where she was, I, I don't really know what she was doing, but she was really, really hip with the the hip-hop um music and the and the twerking and the and now I remember there was an interview shortly after that phase where she then said something about hip-hop music being vulgar and just being too yeah it, it being too vulgar and it was kind of like wow after you have profited off of it now it's too vulgar for you um mm. So that was interesting. And then Kim Kardashian apparently made a um, made a statement on her show. I cry about it daily to her family is what she's talking about her um, her curves. I love my curves, but I don't like my butt and hips being so big. The, the butt and hips that she paid for, by the way, I hmm. totally have insecurities. Um, my butt was huge, says Kim Kardashian West. I would walk backwards so you couldn't see. And I would be so insecure about changing in a fitting. Like, babe, you can't look at me. Mind you, she wasn't walking backwards or hiding her butt when it was popular, when we were all talking about it, when she was dating all these different Black men. Um, but now it is a thing. So apparently mm-hmm. it's looking like these days in the more recent appearances her butt looks a lot smaller so they it's it's rumored that she has had her butt fillers removed um and now she's dating i don't don't really know who this white guy is uh pete davidson maybe not so she's dating a white man now which um if if you know kim kardashian she has always dated black men 
so yeah it's just it's exhausting to me and then there's more pictures kind of in here um more pictures and stuff we'll we'll link the post because it's a really good post um miley saying little kim is who i am on the inside <laughs> as she decries black genres of music yeah but now and then it talks about the statement she made it says miley cyrus now thinks rap is too explicit and wants trump voters to give her a chance so there there we have it there we go. And then on her wedding day, was it her wedding day? No, it was Ariana's wedding day. On Ariana Grande's wedding day, she was shown with very white skin, very pale white skin, um, which was not her usual. So there, I mean, you know, we, it's exhausting. What are, what are your, what are your thoughts there? excuse me well first you're right it looks like i'm just checking like various sources um because when you first look at her name ariana grande butera i thought that was i thought that was spanish to be honest with you i thought it was i apologize i probably butchered that i don't speak spanish i apologize but i was trying to give it you know i was trying to give her a little chance attempt to say that with some sort of correct diction that might resemble something Spanish. But then it says um, that she's Italian. Yeah. She's, I was she's like, oh, that's whole time I thought Grande. Yeah. And I, I was, remember. I definitely thought she was Spanish. When she was on Nickelodeon, that she was know. very, very white. When she first entered the scene, her skin was very white. And then all of a sudden, when we hit like the Seven Rings era, she started looking a little racially ambiguous, a little mixed sometimes. And it was like, whoa, where did this? I don't know what the Seven Rings era I don't know what the Seven Rings era is. Uh, seven Rings. Uh, some, some of the listeners might know if, if they listen to her music. I know some people listen to her music. It was an album era. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it was yeah, I don't, I've never listened to her really. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot of Hispanic slash, you know, Latina, Latinx, Latino people that present as white so that's and and not only present as white but identify as white because when you are a hispanic latina latinx latino i just want to cover all the bases there you have a choice a lot of people do identify in the census as white and they are hispanic or latina or latino Mm -hmm. so that is one thing to just kind of understand that like there are people that have the the choice. I would say they are like that that community is like one of the only, I would say, ethnic communities that kind of has the choice to identify as white or not um, because of whatever reason. I just I just know that there's a choice there. And I know that there are people that do identify that way. Um, whereas if you are of Asian descent, if you are of Indian descent, if you're African descent, um, you know, I'm, am I missing anything? If you're, of course, indigenous, um, then you are not identifying. That's not really a choice to identify as that's white. white, right? Um, I, I would say that the most, the most, the group that probably has the most white presenting people within it would be the Latinx community or the Hispanic community followed by those in the multiracial or the biracial community slash, you know, black biracial people that are, you know, um, mixed heritage with white and black. So I just, I wanted to just like make that clear that just because she was looking 
white didn't necessarily mean that she was because oh, she no. could I think been... I had read somewhere she was Italian. Right, right. But now I see, oh, she's Italian. So, and if, you know, um, of course, Italians can look very racially ambiguous, ambiguous as well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's frustrating when our culture, especially our features, like not just talking about the culture of our, our style or our, our clothes, our hair, um, but more specifically our features that we cannot, like I said, we cannot take away. Right. They are essentially just, for lack of better words, stolen by yeah. white people, white celebrities, when it's convenient for them. We are, we've literally been targeted as the ugliest, most just nastiest, most disgusting racial group out of all of the groups. It is us. There is no other group out there that gets hated for their physical appearance. Yeah the way that we do. I'm not saying that there aren't any other racial groups that get hated for physical appearance. We're saying I'm saying that they're the most. Exactly. We get hated the most and those same exact physical features get stolen the most mm-hmm. and people are literally paying to inject their bodies for the same features that are not not just previously deemed ugly on us, but still, still to this day, to this day, if you see a black woman flaunting her booty, it's vulgar. It's vul- exactly, it's, it's vulgar. vulgar. It's nasty. It's too sexual. It's promiscuous. Mm-hmm. If you see a white woman flaunting her booty, then it's she looks good. She's, she's praised exactly for owning her body and owning her curves. And let's not even get started on the body positivity movement. That Which is was started by black women, by the way, an entire another episode, write it down because that would be a, that we would just get off on a tangent. I would like to actually do an episode. I'm just saying that live while we're recording right now that in the year 2022, we will do an episode about the body positivity movement. But that in and that's like that's just an example of how white women all of a sudden deciding, oh, it's okay to have a tummy and have a butt and have this and that and that it's feminine, which is true. Women are supposed to have curves. Women yeah. are supposed to have butts. When you're feeding your body well and you're not starving it and working it out to the bone and and doing all these crazy things to keep a certain figure. Yes, women of all colors do naturally have curves and butts and hips and breasts and tummies. Mm-hmm. But black women are still going to have bigger ones <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> we will our our makeup, our physical makeup is to have bigger bigger features. Just look at athletes who who have very little body fat percentage. Well, Serena Williams like athletes, right? He's a good example. Exactly. Serena Williams, Simone Biles, look at the way our butts stick out. Look at the way our thighs stick out. Look at our curve, our makeup. You can see an athletic build. 
you know, six, six pack abs, very few, very little actual body weight and our body fat, excuse me, but you can still see the curves. So you can, you can tell that black women are still going to um, appear bigger um, than white women when we, you know, when our bodies look the way they're supposed to look and we're not doing things to physically alter them on purpose. Right. Um, so in, to this day, you know, white women are praising the body positivity movement for having all this, that, and the other, and black women are basically silenced, so you can't see it, um, or it's still, they it's still not, it's, it. It, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks, it's disgusting. Um, and Serena Williams is a good example, actually, of, mm-hmm. of the face of, I, I won't say the face of body positivity, but how they take, how they talk about, oh, all bodies are great bodies. And, you know, they, they praise people for having these fit bodies, but then Serena Williams, they have called her everything from a gorilla mm-hmm. to, I mean, I don't even know. And they, uh, a man, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have, they have really done her dirty, even publicly in the media as well. Um, just for being fit and in shape and, and, and having and a black. bigger body and, and black. black because and black. it's the only, that's the only crime committed. It's not obviously not a crime, but you know what I'm talking about? Right. It's the right. only, the only difference because yeah. you take a woman, a, a professionally trained elite athlete who trains and works out for hours upon hours a day. Yeah. You rock can't, solid that's body. what your body going to do when you black. Right. That's just what we're going to do. Going to bulk up. Ain't no, ain't no we can do about that. Mm-hmm. so it's yeah and it's it sucks that that is so degraded yet white celebrities white people in general white, white influencers in like influencer culture mm, not only geez. are they paying for they're either paying for the butt injections or they're the lip injections ways the lip injections or they're altering healthy. it in photoshop to have the big booties and the tight tummies and the white and all these things. So all of a sudden this is, this is what's hot. This is what's sexy. So then my question is what happens when it's no longer sexy? I mean, we know we've been discussing. So that's what that post is saying because everybody else can put on our culture, put on our features Mm -hmm. and take them off when it's, when it's, when it's, when it, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, When it's convenient or convenient, convenient for them. We will never be able to take off our features, our 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 brown skin, our curly big lips. hair, our lips, any of it. We can't take that off. That's always going to be us. So, mm-hmm. and even when it even when it it is trending, it's only it's only trending and beautiful on them. It's not it's not beautiful on us, according to society. Even though it's our features. I will never forget one time in particular just being so angry. And maybe this is why I have such like a, a, a thing with the Kardashians when the corn rolls, right? We know them as just like two corn rolls or some people call them French braids, but it's two corn rolls to the back. And she wore them and they ended up in, I want to say Vogue or one of those magazines and they renamed it boxer braids. That wasn't, she didn't have, it wasn't just two. She had like a full. No, I know what you're talking about. That that was Kim. She did. That was a whole, now this is, that was a whole different thing too. That was, and she credited a Bo somebody. She credited a white woman. I know what you're talking about. She wore that to a award show and she Mm -hmm. had braids all over, but she had wore two corn rolls to the back one time and they called it boxer braids. 
That is and people ridiculous. started calling it boxer braids. And I just remember like, no, they're cornrows. Like, those are the things we sat between our mama's legs and got popped in the head with the comb for moving and <laughs> had to get our scalps greased. Like we, no, those are cornrows, sweetie. And everyone started calling it, bo- I mean, not everyone, but you know, like not, not us. Right. But uh, people started calling it boxer breeds. And I just remember feeling so just angry. Like, how do you take something as old as braids and rename it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and rename it and I forget I I want to I want to remember that um situation you were talking about because I want to remember the the person that she credited I the person's name was like Bo something and it was like an older know. white woman who had done braids too I guess like in her era and she was like I channeled Bo somebody and everybody was like you channeled who but there was also like so, and it may not have been Kim Kardashian, but there was also something that happened a couple of years ago that um, some white girls were on the cover of a magazine and they had cornrows in their hair and they had renamed the braids to something else and created a trend. And all of black Twitter and all of black Instagram was like, uh, 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 what, 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 it, you know, right. it's kind of right. Because um, it's a never ending yeah, cycle, it's, really, it's honestly. It really is. It really is. And it, honestly, I, I, what I want to do though is I, I want to kind of also not just talk about we've talked about a lot of physical stuff right mm-hmm. um and we we mentioned that we are also going to touch on a you know appropriation versus appreciation which i think is a good way to end the episode but i also wanted to talk about um how appropriation happens to continue to in a way to continue to per- to perpetuate harm and and um be used for for racial violence and not just in like a the physical trendy way but mm-hmm. I just posted about this today, like literally the day we're recording this. This has nothing to do with you guys listening to the episode, guys. Sorry. By the time you listen to this, it'll be like a month or so out. Right. They're but, like, wait, what? What is that? What are you talking about? But I can, I will still try to remember to um, put it in the, put it in the show notes. Um, but I talked about how it's December right now and the governor of Florida, Governor DeSantis stopped this Stop, excuse me, excuse me, blah, 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 blah. start over. Governor DeSantis passed this le- piece of legislation called the Stop Woke Act, <laughs> okay? And here's the thing. The term woke what has been completely co-opted this past year and a half yeah. and has been used by white people on, to on gaslight us again on, to get right right on on two <laughs> sides of this whole n- newer social justice movement slash culture war which is what they're calling it in politics um on one hand there's people that are like on on the left i guess you can say are on the side of anti-racism and social justice mm-hmm. who are using the term woke to try to prove their how woke they are yeah and on the other hand and on the bigger hand on the hand that's really causing the most harm but really both of them are it are all of the white people that are talking about how our anti-racism movements are quote-unquote woke indoctrination and um and basically you know to try try to they're, they're using our term to create a negative picture of our of our 
fight of our movement of our of our of our ad, our activism and that's a really nice way of putting it that that's a really right, colorful right. beautiful way to say it um but really what it is, is it's it's I feel like it's almost like bullying like it's it's literally like I I, I hate hearing all of these white male politicians and and parents and they're on the news and they're in these articles and they're throwing around the term woke labeling our plight and our cries for Mm. an equitable just society and they're labeling it as woke y'all don't know what woke means sorry I you don't know what it, like, I was it, gonna say. It, you should probably describe. You should since we're defining uh, yes, terms. Exactly. You should probably define that. So I was doing I was doing some research because of course, like you know how when you're in the culture, you know the slight history, but you don't always know the. We full know, story. but we don't know. We know, <laughs> but we don't know because it's just in us. We know. It's understood. I've been, been saying, been saying, stay woke for years. Yeah. Um. You know, been and been and been knowing what that means. I first knew about the whole um movement I don't know movement's not the right term but just knowing what stay woke meant mm-hmm. and knowing what it meant to be a woke black person the first time I watched school days which is a movie by um uh oh my god Spike Lee sorry I was I was, I was like Quincy Jones that's not the person Spike Lee Lord have mercy it's a Spike Lee joint so if you have never seen School Days, I highly recommend watching School Days. It's a really, really, it is a, it's, it's an older movie, but it just goes to show how ain't none of this new. That's what I need y'all to understand. This is not a new situation. This is not a new fight. This is not a new story. This is not a new, uh, not, not new terminology. None of this is new. We have been having this conversation since we got here but if you want to be more specific about like i would say the more modern day social justice activism stuff we've been talking like this about being woke at least at least since the 70s at least yeah 60s 70s and so the actual like wake up black folks wake up wake up africans came from marcus garvey mm-hmm. that is that and that started hold on i have it written down that started in, um, oh, darn it. Just kidding. The notes are in my iPad, not on my phone. Um, but that started like, I don't know, ni- like in the early 1900s, like somewhere like between 1920 and 40 or something like that. But it was not woke. It was like, wake up, Africa. Right. Wake up, right. Black Americans. Wake and, up. Like, and, open and your the, eyes. The call exactly was to... Yeah was for black Americans to open their eyes, to wake up to the, to become more politically, excuse me, politically conscious in America. Now granted this, this terminology was, was, was born during the Jim Crow era. This, the Jim Crow era is happening, right? So that's when the, 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 the first terminology happened. It then was transitioned to, or not really transitioned to, but there was, um, Stay woke actually came from that wake up that wake up call from Marcus Garvey, and then it was next kind of heard in a blues song that was written about the Scottsboro Brothers, who were a group of teenagers, black teenagers, who were accused of raping a white woman. That is a historic event. You can go Google that. Just Google Scottsboro Brothers, 
and you'll learn about that. And there was a song, a blues song that came out. I can't remember who sang the song and stay woke was a part of that song. And it was basically a, a code, a, a safety code to communicate to fellow black Americans to be conscious of racially motivated harm. It was a survival term. Stay woke. If I'm if I'm passing you on the street, if we're having a conversation at grandma house or whatever, stay woke means you better you better keep one eye open because literally walking around being black in this country is a threat to your survival. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be woke. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's been meant. We still, when we still in the black community talk about being woke, that's what we mean. And the irony is that literally the way that they have taken this word to harm us is proof of how woke we gotta be. I was gonna say, it's literally that's proof literally that we need to stay woke. That's why we need to stay woke. Because look at the way y'all harming us. Look at the way you guys want to literally take our stories out of education. Y'all can't wait to appropriate our culture, but y'all want to take, y'all want to talk about- Erase um, us. Literally erase us. Literally erase our heroes. Literally say that, that, um, that because history if they erase by us, Angela Davis are, 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 um, are woke indoctrination. We shouldn't be teaching our, our kids about how Angela Davis was, was, um, was arrested you know, for her activism and things of that nature. And then they try to, oh my gosh, the, the, the articles I read, I was just fuming. But if they erase us, then they can, <gasps> re- they can replace us with themselves. You know what I mean? They're already trying to do that, but if they erase our history mm-hmm. and they keep erasing it and they erase enough of it, then generations to come will just, it, it'll be white people creating it all been in the business of erasure since the beginning because they oh, yeah. erased indigenous folks but it's so blatant oh, and so just aggressive mm-hmm. now and i think um i i don't want to say that surprises me it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me it angers me and almost shocks me just in the way that they're able to go about it so aggressively and so openly and have so much support in doing so. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's really sad because it's, I, I think about all of our ancestors that died for the progress that we've already made. I, I feel like it's, how disrespectful it's, it is that they are dancing on their graves. They're almost dancing on their graves, trying to erase all of the progress that our ancestors died for. I definitely feel like the pro the 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 I definitely feel like not only are they trying to and and unfortunately like I don't want to say they're succeeding they're succeeding, to some degree. But they're succeeding to some degree mm-hmm. at their their project here, but it's crazy like like we literally did make progress. Like we ain't trying to say with our anti-racism and social justice, et cetera, et cetera, that we hadn't made no progress. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to say that. Right. We're trying to say that, yeah, we've made this, this, you know, this, this increment of progress to a certain degree. But unfortunately, because the, the bedrock of our nation and the way our the society was built and structured 
against black and indigenous people that unless you undo that and really found redo the foundation it didn't go anywhere number one but number two that just because overt policies were 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 ended covert policies intentionally came into place right they just racially coded the it, overt it, that's, policies. It, that was the that that's we're not stupid you guys we know what y'all did y'all being society the country right right so it's we're we're like this this is not going to work we're not going to accept the covert racist policies the covert jim crow over the overt jim crow that's all this is de facto segregation is just a result of forced segregation de facto being segregation that just happens you think we just it just happened all the black folks just want to live in the same neighborhood right nope. right wait we kind of do but we don't we do. i was gonna say it's, it's- it's kind of lit, but at the same time, we, we want to live in our own neighborhoods with proper resources and proper schools and prop, you know, we, we, you know, we, we want y'all to not just throw us over here in, you know, to the wolves. It's, it's woke. It's, it's not woke. But that's not, it's lit because it's, we make it, we lit. make it lit. <laughs> we make it but lit. out of, again, everything we do and every positive comes out of survival. It's a trauma response exactly yeah it's and lit we, because we our trauma response was to make it lit and while we love <laughs> our culture just because we find ways to do that doesn't mean that we are just happy mm. to just settle for yeah. these racist policies that continue to ensure that we are, are generations behind in what America would deem as quote unquote success and not even just America, but I mean, we know that in order to be able to live and to live in a, and thrive and not have, you know, not be second hand, second class citizens. Right. There we go. That's a better way to put it. Thank you. I was trying to figure, figure out, figure out how to say that. So yeah, it's just, and I know that sounded like it took like the conversation itself took a turn, but the, 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 the point being that appropriation is not just a beauty thing. Mm-hmm. Our culture is appropriated in, in even our own fight for justice. Yeah. And it's disgusting. So you wonder why we want to have a hold on our braids mm-hmm. And not even just black folks. Well, other cultures leave Native American, leave indigenous costumes alone. Leave right, it alone. Right. Why is we, it a fight every not, freaking uh, Halloween? Why do we have to have posts telling you not to dress up in in literal garments? If this this culture was uh, their culture was erased, they were sent to schools and and abused. And treated like scum and, and, and told to kill the Indian but save the man. It's the same exact thing that was done to us but in a different way. So we're going to hold on to our culture and we need, I'm sorry, but this may sound harsh, but I am just need folks to step off. Step I was going to say. I was going to say wrapping this all up. I know we were supposed to wrap up on like appreciation versus, versus appropriation. But here's my take. And I mean, it might sound a little harsh. But in this current space 
and current time where Black culture, Black people, Black lives are so attacked and we're literally fighting to keep any little sense of anything, I don't think that there is space for appreciation. I think that there will be space for appreciation when we learn to appreciate Black culture as a whole, when we learn to appreciate Black people as a whole, when we learn to appreciate just our existence. I think it's, I think right now it's just, it's too sensitive. It's too, it's, it's too touchy of a subject for us to be like, oh, sure. Appreciate this. And I'm not saying necessarily with music. I'm saying more like with our hair, with, 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 with this, with, with our social justice movements with our, which I, I don't think that should be appreciated or appropriated anyway. The whole stay woke thing. I think that's pretty disgusting that we have Figured just get out the word, way. get woke out your mouth. Get it just out get your mouth. woke out your mouth. But I, I just think, and, and I can't listen to Black music, but I'm just thinking like in terms of like wearing our hair and our, and our style and, and copying our swag and all that stuff, we are still fighting for any kind of equality or equity or anything. So it's kind of hard for me to be like, sure, appreciate this when I'm not appreciated. In that I mean? se- yeah, in that sense, I would agree. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't agree with that statement. Because I, I think, I just think appreciation is, like, I can enjoy, I can appreciate. You can appreciate I'm gonna, it without I'm gonna, doing I'm gonna, it. I'm going to appreciate, I can appreciate Mexican culture by going to an authentic Mexican restaurant. Yes. It's Mexican supporting. owned and support that business and yes. tip them well and have some good yes. food. Right. Or appreciate us monetarily right now you know like exactly I can appreciate by reading books I can appreciate by listening to music and getting into it and trying to figure out what it means and that is that is wonderful ways to appreciate culture you just don't don't don't, you don't wear right you don't wear it you don't put it on yourself Right, right you don't adopt you don't speak in a way that it would not be natural for you to speak for you to it's speak, like it was right. not natural for me to always sound like a caucasian woman right. I, I mean and, and when we and even when black folks code switch it's not like we don't necessarily code switch. it takes it takes a lot of practice to code it switch does. to the point where it you does. literally just can't it's tell that you're black now but it's easier it, it for me only been. because i'm from the midwest I was going to say that, it hasn't always been though. Only because I'm from the Midwest. Like I I think that's the only reason why when I code switch you may not hear like a, a, a an ethnicity to my voice because I originate from a Midwestern state and therefore that that accent is what I code switch into and so it just sounds a little bit more like Norwegian. <laughs> but on the other hand, most black folks when they code switch, you can still tell they're black. Because we have a dialect, we have an intonation, we have a way that we sound. Yeah. That's just a part of our DNA, a part of our makeup. So our code switching is not the same as appropriating somebody else kind of appropriating AAVE. That's two different things. Right. That's two different things. Appreciating AAVE is not judging somebody for speaking in AAVE. It's not deeming somebody as unprofessional. If because a lot of African Americans cannot code switch, they don't know how, and that doesn't mean that they're less intelligent. It just means the same way I don't know a gosh darn thing about chemistry. 
It's the right. same way that somebody who is fluent in AAVE is not fluent in the King's English. So what? It's just it, it's just a different just language. That's all it is. It so is. You, when you think about it like that, that's how you appreciate culture versus appropriating. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I started this episode real mild. <sighs> But it, 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 and then I went to. Church. I'm not. I'm not going to start again. I'm not going to start again because then we'll start for. We'll we'll be going for another thirty minutes. But but I, I get it because I'm there. I'm there with you. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And then for me, it's more frustrating to see people profit off of something that we're like. We literally don't. We literally lose money. For mm-hmm. for you know, being ourselves sometimes, you know, lose money, meaning we don't get jobs and things like that while people are profiting and making millions and making a name for themselves. So it's, yeah, it's, I hope, I hope you guys learned something from this episode. If you, if you didn't, I don't know what to tell you. If you're um, not learning, then just don't learning, listen at this yeah, point. For real. Um, We're not but, here to teach, but there's definitely lessons to be had in our conversation. And um, this in, in particular, I felt like it was very important because it's it's our culture and it's 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 precious to us. So absolutely. But I will say, ending on a lighter note, we are gonna be doing an episode on Patreon that's gonna be more centering like black joy, talking about like these black Twitter memes and stuff. It's gonna so be lit, that. it's gonna be fun. Um, but you gotta be a Patreon subscriber to get oh this episode for the month of January. So get subscribed if you're not subscribed. If you are subscribed, just be on. $5, y'all. That's up. It's really not that coffee. hard. Absolutely. It's literally less than, because you know how Starbucks, you're small. You're tall. That's why like I said that tax. Yeah. Like, what, 578 for this little 12-ounce? <laughs> And you don't get you ain't ain't even upgraded. And it, I was gonna say, and it don't even be that good. good if you're being honest, it really isn't. Starbucks has it, lost they they lost their coffee taste burnt. It's terrible. It's it's yeah. trash. It, I, I still I be go going literally though. as a last. I, I still do be going, but it's like I only going to last resort when I have when I have a gift card or like if I if I need coffee and I have kids in the car, the drive through the drive through is clutch. Yeah. Sorry. That's the only way that I, I always order a flat white. It's because the only way that I can get something that tastes relatively decent. Like burnt, yeah. Flat white with whole milk. Get it with whole milk. Anyway, um, that said, join Patreon subscribe. because subscribe to Patreon. That episode is going to be lit. But also subscribe if you want to support the show. So there's a lot more benefits to subscribing to Patreon besides just bonus episodes. You can see all of those details. www.com. Patreon.com slash Black Girl Voices. Thanks. Patreon.com slash Black Girl Voices. You can see the different tiers, what we have to offer, and choose your package accordingly. And as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.